And a very good morning to you in the stress list this morning. Cassidy Kern, U.S. Forest Service, is in with us this morning. Cassidy, great to see you again. It's good to be here. Thanks, Frank. So what is going on today? Uh, today we are doing some pile burning outside of Sisters. This is one of those things that we do this time of year because the um, accumulation of fuel, uh, fuels for us is um, treetops, branches, etc., is just dry enough but also just wet enough that it's not going to carry too far usually this has a band of snow around it as well so it's not going to creep out so this is really the time of year that we do pile burning we would never be able to do any other kind of burning in fact we have to uh, put a little fuel on those fires to get them going once they do they carry enough um, heat to warm the rest of the fuels up and dry them out and then those uh, accumulations go away. The important thing is they're left over from the other restoration work that we're doing. So whether that's um, pre-commercial thinning, so taking out a lot of those smaller diameter seedlings and saplings and piling those up, or if it's we've gone and done a commercial thin. So we go into an area and thin it back to the place that is much more healthy stocking level for what the mountain needs. Um, we'll take those off. Obviously, it helps our local economy getting that wood. Um, I have a wood kitchen table, and I'm sure that a lot of folks do too. Um, so using those wood products just uh, continues our economy. We feel really great about that. But importantly, this is about forest health. So when we do that commercial thinning, we uh, lop off those treetops and the branches, take the wood off the forest, but then all of those branches and small diameter wood is left over and we pile those up. We let them cure out for a couple of years and then our firefighters come in the winter time when there's less chance of an escape and they light those and then monitor them until they're declared out. So that's really the final step for us of making sure that that stuff is cleaned up and not creating additional fire hazards. So I, I actually got this mixed up earlier, and I think maybe a lot of folks do. We figure when you're burning in the forest, you're always just doing prescribed burns. But this is something completely different. That's exactly right. So when you think of a prescribed burn, think of a unit, like maybe a five-acre. Of course, uh, we're talking about bigger acreage. But if you think of it, these some of these five-acre lots that you might see around our communities, um, the first thing that we're going to do is go around them and create a black line. So we're going to create a space that we can hold that and keep it within there. And then we're going to light it where it will go upwind of itself. And so it's going to have a headwind, so it's not going to push it too much. And then it's going to burn itself out because it's going to be contained within that unit. When you think of putting fire on the ground right now, everything is just too wet. There would be no way that it would carry. And uh, earlier I was joking with you that we would be creating forest service smoke signals coming out of that because it just be smoke. And we want to go in there, maximize the taxpayer investment, but we also want to maximize our time. And so right now is not the time to do that effectively. That's going to be when those... Um, those fuels for us that looks like grass brush um, the lower tree limbs when those dry out enough that they can carry fuel and carry fire and um, we'll light that then and hopefully get a place where immediately after within days we'll see green up after that so those are springtime and fall burns in this winter time we're just too wet but that's an opportunity for us to take care of sometimes these larger um, accumulations or piles of fuel left over from those commercial thinning operations and that will give us a chance to again remove that final piece of additional fire risk on the forest and give us a location again today 
sisters. Um, and honestly, I don't have it in front of me. I've got uh, between Black Butte Ranch and Tollgate. Yes. West of Sisters near Edgington Road and south of Sisters along Forest Service Road 1605 and 4606. Thank you for that assist. That's going to be really visible. And so it's really important for the folks of Sisters to be aware of that. And if anybody is heading um, in that direction today, maybe you're on Tumalo, you're going to see some additional smoke potentially. Just be aware that that's us just going out there again, taking care of that additional fuel accumulation in those piles. They will be monitored for the next several days and probably the next couple of weeks to make sure that they're dead out and cold to the touch. If there's a chance that, I don't know, in, in these cases, but if there's a chance that a pile burn would send some smoke across a highway, is there signage and stuff like that that's always put out? 100%. So when we do have things that we do believe will impact a highway, first of all, we'll be putting out signs that say, you know, prescribe burn, don't report. And if you've lived in Central Oregon longer than a minute, you've seen those signs. And that's really um, because we want people to know before they get there, not to be afraid. Um, you know, I think in our worst case scenario, we would come up on a situation and you worry that it's a wildfire, which is not exactly out of the realm of question, or, you know, out of the realm of possibility. So I think where we can kind of preload that with folks and sharing this out, I appreciate you um, giving those uh, exact locations because I want folks to really be aware of it. Yeah. Thanks to Heather Roberts. She got that put together for us today. We've been reporting on it all morning long. Heather just Roberts to help is the you best. Out. She is the best, I isn't know. she? What else is happening this time of year with the Forest Service? Yeah. So um, one of the things that I did want to mention is that we are um, now officially in winter wildlife closure season. What does that mean? That mm -hmm. means that we have four winter wildlife closure areas that are closed to motorized use. So that's anybody with a you know snowmobile pickup. A vehicle, car, or even an e-bike. When we see some of these lower elevations that are a little bit less uh, snowy, uh, more snow-free, this is where our deer and elk are going to want to migrate to eat the bitter brush. Um, they're going to get the grasses if they can, but they're also going to want to eat the leaves off of those bitter brush. And so it's really important that we protect these places. You know, we see so many deers in town and we think, oh, well, we don't have a deer issue here. We, you know, I see them all over my community. But you have to understand that the reason that we have issues with residential deer is that somewhere along the way, the fawns mother very likely got hit by a vehicle and now they don't know what their migratory path is so they're stuck they're stuck without knowing what their path is to get back to a place that looks like the safety of the forest and the grassland we also have encroaching communities on the forest and so this is just one of those things where we love living next to the forest we love living among the trees there are some things that we need to be watchful for. And one of those things is making sure that our deer and elk populations can stay at sustainable levels. Unfortunately, right now in the last, I believe, um, 10 years or so, uh, actually from 2004 to 2021, uh, we have had a 56% decline in our mule deer populations. And that's because of disturbance. Uh, and that, again, that disturbance looks like we're smashing them as they're crossing the road. Um, we're cutting up, you know, places where they might've had a migratory path and now it's a big subdivision. So just because we see them in town doesn't mean that they don't need our help. So when we see those wildlife closures, there's one, uh, Tumalo that is just right West of Bend, kind of in the Skyliners Lodge, um, Tumalo Falls area. Make sure that you're not driving in that area, making sure that you're respecting those closures that are gated. Um, but don't swing your bike around them. Don't try to drive around them. Really respect those wildlife areas because while we have a home to go to, 
that's their home and we're in it. So we need to be respectful when we're there. All right. Winter has uh, barely begun. Are we uh, uh, seeing anything on the uh, on the Forest Service lands as far as what do you want to let people know about recreation in addition to these closures? Well, again, and I think we can uh, anticipate some additional snow uh, with our atmospheric river slash pineapple express coming our way that um, we're going to probably see some additional snow and rain in the forecast. And with that, we're going to see some pretty sloppy conditions. So if you're out there getting your Christmas tree, which we certainly hope that you are, I have a beautiful uh, fur from sisters myself, and just be aware that if you're in those sloppy conditions, stop and take the rest of it on foot or turn around and go find a different place that maybe has gravel or a hard surface where you're not tearing up the roads or getting stuck. Um, this is also a time of the year where Deschutes County uh, search and rescue rescue is getting a little busier um, because folks are taking a little farther than they ought to take it. So, um, you know, respect the conditions, have an alternate plan. Don't just have this idea of you're going to go to this one place and that's only the place on the 1.6 million acre Deschutes National Forest that you can go to. I promise you there is another place um, that you can grab a Christmas tree and have a wonderful experience with your family. So just be open to that. Be open to what the conditions are going to allow and then be able to be flexible and change your plan if the conditions are saying you know, stop your vehicle and turn around. All right. Be flexible. Um, we were talking earlier that uh, U.S. Forest Service is hiring. You know, we're always hiring. Uh, I would say that right now we have just a smattering of opportunities. But if you are interested in a job with the Forest Service, uh, I would love to have you come in and talk with us because I think that where we look for opportunities that look like, you know, firefighters, we typically hire those positions or request uh, resumes in October um, for the following summer. That's pretty tough. If you're an 18 year old kid, 18, 19 year old kid, um, you might not be thinking that far in advance. And so I, I would just say, come in and talk to us. There's always something going on. We're always interested in working with our community and having them be a part of the Forest Service if they want to. I have enjoyed a long 15 year career with the Forest Service. And I can tell you that it makes me feel I'm very proud to work in this community. I feel like I am a part of my community. I love the outdoors. This has been a really rewarding career. So if you're interested, please do come in and talk to us. All right. Sounds good. Anything else you want to cover before we go? Uh, no, I think just the last thing to mention is that we are partnering with Discover Your Forest and Mount Bachelor um, for Snowshoe with a Ranger again this year. Very excited about that program. It's free to the public. If you're looking for something to do on um, our bend, especially Christmas break, but I know that Redmond and uh, Prineville are going to be in a similar boat. Uh, we're going to have daily snowshoe tours December 16th through the 31st. It's a fun opportunity for you to go up. It's a one-mile snowshoe. It's not arduous. I've certainly done it myself. But you learn a lot about the geology of um, Central Oregon and all of the amazing geology associated with the volcanoes that we have in the Cascade Crest. Um, hydrology and so much more. It's a really wonderful program um, donation uh, opportunity for you to give to Discover Your Forest. But they provide the snowshoes if you don't have them. Um, and other than that, it'll be on the weekends. But just a fun opportunity if you're looking for things to do over Christmas break. And where do we go to find out more information on Discoveryourforest.org. Discoveryourforest.org. It's Cassidy Kern, U.S. Forest Service. Great to see you as always. You too. Thanks, Frank. Thanks very much. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND.